Hey Tax Junkies, we're your hosts, Elena Pitts, Caroline Lambert, Jane Servine, and Caroline Brown. We are here today to tell you about Al Capone and how tax evasion landed this mobster in jail. Al Capone was born on January 17, 1899 in Brooklyn, New York. His parents had immigrated to the U.S. from Naples, Italy just five years before he was born. While Capone was in middle school, he was expelled in the sixth grade after hitting his own teacher, and he never went back after that. Yeah, I don't know if I'd want to return back either. After getting expelled, his family moved to a new neighborhood, and this was where his mob life began. Influenced by the other neighborhood kids, he joined the two junior gangs, South Brooklyn Rippers and 40 Thieves Juniors, at the age of 14. From here, he got involved with the James Street Gang, ran by Johnny Torrio. Through this gang, he got close to Johnny, who would later become one of his mob mentors and who later connected him with the Five Points Gang, an Italian-American gang based in Manhattan, New York. This gang was what led him into his full-blown mob career. In Capone's career, he sold over $60 million in illegal alcohol. Early in his career, while he was at a bar, he made an inappropriate comment to a woman there. Her and her brother punched him across the face, so from then on, he became known as Scarface. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of scary, right? In 1920, Johnny Torrio invited Capone to take over the Chicago-based Calismo mob. This is where their mob partnership takes off. Torrio and Capone controlled government elections, even going as far to kill candidates to get the candidate they wanted in the city. This ended up having his brother killed. Torrio eventually moved back to Italy and gave the whole business to Capone. Torrio wanted Capone to keep his profile low, but Capone did not listen. He instead moved back to Chicago and began living a very luxurious and public lifestyle. He generated $100 million annually in revenue from the mob. The public found out about the violence that Campone instigated and wanted to put it to a stop. During the time that he was in the mob, Capone was in charge of hundreds of brothels, speakeasies, and roadhouses, which all served as venues for gambling, prostitution, and illegal alcohol sales. By some people's estimates, Capone had been directly or indirectly responsible for over 200 murders, which is insane. The most notorious of which was the St. Valentine's Day Massacre on February 19, 29. This was a shootout that ended up killing seven men from a rival gang. Now, we all know what y'all are really here to listen to, so let's get into the taxes. <laughs> <laughs> Al had been living an incredibly lavish lifestyle, much to Torrio's dismay, and um, he was doing so off of all of the illegal revenue from the mob and all the business endeavors Caroline just talked about. Al was known for gloating that you can't collect taxes on illegal money, which was his alibi for years and years as to why he didn't pay any taxes. In theory, Capone believed that he had no taxable income because all of it was from illegal activities. When Torrio handed the business over to Capone, he quickly generated $600 million annually, which is worth $891 million today, and it continued to grow, but he still didn't file a single tax return. Up until his final arrest, it was reported that Capone was making an upwards of $100 million a year, which is equivalent to $1.5 billion today. Uh, his illegal empire of gambling, prostitution, and bootlegging continued for as long as he could. 
Bureau would have loved to take Capone down way before they did, but they needed federal crime and evidence to back it up, and that was really hard to find at first. His activities were so in the dark that it took lots of time and resources to uncover his fraudulent actions. Capone made their task very difficult by not maintaining a bank account and never signing a single check or receipt, so they really couldn't track him at all. Capone had never filed a single tax return in his life, which is insane. <laughs> um, an extravagant lifestyle could be evidence of substantial unreported income. So investigators examined department stores, jewelry stores, car dealerships, and hotel records for evidence of Capone's expenditures. The feds really wanted to get him, both because of taxes and because of murder, but investigators and potential witnesses, when subpoenaed, rarely cooperated because they were scared of the Capone organization. They would evade, lie, or leave town in order to not have to testify against him. Even though his fingerprints were all over dead bodies, no one was willing to risk their own life to testify against him and put him away. Now, there became a tax case that the Bureau sort of took and ran with in order to catch Capone. In U.S. versus Sullivan, this was about a man named Manley Sullivan who claimed that he did not have to pay taxes on his illegal income. He was convicted in this case because he was refusing to make a return, a tax return on his net income as required by the Revenue Act of 1921. In this act, gross in it states that gross income includes gains, profits, and income derived from the transaction of any business carried on for gain or profit, or gains or profits and income derived from any source whatever. This specific line of any source whatever was where they were getting him for the illegalness of his income. Um, what Manley was arguing back was that this was a violation of the Fifth Amendment of self-incrimination. But Justice Oliver Wendell Holmes, during the case, found that there was no reason why the fact that a business is unlawful, that it should exempt them from paying the taxes that, if lawful, it would have had to pay. Because of this, on May 16, 1927, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled in U.S. v. Sullivan that gains from illicit traffic in liquor are subject to the income tax, those would be taxable. This was just what the feds needed to indict Al Capone, and this was what led to the investigation of him further into catching him. Okay, so further getting into the nitty-gritty with dates and costs and stuff, um, Capone was originally arrested because he was gambling at the track and cruising the Bahamas. He was eventually sent to a jail in Philadelphia. While he was there, the feds were building up a case against him. The feds followed the money and found 22 courts of federal income tax evasion. After the ruling of U.S. v. Sullivan, where the Supreme Court ruled that gains from illicit tax traffic in liquor are subject to income tax, he was fully indicted for those 22 counts of tax evasion on June 5, 1931. He was eventually found guilty on October 18th, and on November 24th, Capone was sentenced to 11 years in federal prison, fined $50,000, and charged for $7,000 for court costs, in addition to a $215,000 plus interest due on back taxes. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. The government's true investigation of Capone arose from Capone's reluctance to appear before the federal jury on tax evasion in 1929 in response to a subpoena, claiming that he was sick. Uh, I think specifically he claimed that he had pneumonia, so he was bedridden. Anyways... 
He eventually came to complete his testimony on March 27, 1931, on a $5,000 bond and was released. There were a few times, even besides this time, where Capone was sentenced to jail either for having deadly or being caught with deadly weaponry, again, tax evasion, or just regular prohibition charges. Once Capone was fully put in jail for the 22 counts of tax evasion, he started in the U.S. Penitentiary in Atlanta. But he was caught bribing officers and trying to find ways to cut his sentence short, so he eventually got sent to Alcatraz. Alcatraz? Mm-hmm, Alcatraz. Oh my gosh. He was released on 1939 after serving seven years and six months in jail. He also had to pay back all of the fines and back taxes that he never made, never paid during his mob career. During his sentence, Al Capone got diagnosed with syphilis. After he was released, he was immediately transferred to a Baltimore mental hospital because of this. After several months of treatment, he moved back to his home in Palm Island, Florida to be with his family and out of the public eye once and for all. In 1946, his physician and psychiatrist diagnosed his mental capacity as that of a 12-year-old child. In January of 1947, while suffering from other sicknesses, he had a stroke that led to his death on January 25th, and he died at the age of 48. What was decided in the U.S. v. Sullivan case long ago still holds true today. Taxpayers must pay taxes on their illegal activities. When filling out your 1040 today, you are required to report your income from legal activities on line 21 or on Schedule C if your income is from self-employment activity. The IRS doesn't require any details on the return beyond approximation of how much you made, but it does become an issue if you get audited because you don't have a paper trail. You might be asking yourself, why would you report illegal income because isn't that tipping off the government to your illegal activities? Well, the IRS Guide Section 6103 covers tax return confidentiality, which means that legally the IRS cannot tip you off to the cops unless terrorism is committed. Al Capone was definitely a huge part of the Roaring Twenties. Not only did he break numerous tax laws, but he committed federal crimes of murder that the Federal Bureau could not fully prove. And to wrap this up... Capone was not the smartest mobster because of his neglect to pay his taxes on his illegal income. He should have been sentenced to longer, but the Bureau could not find all the evidence. He didn't even get uh, jail time for all of his murders either. It was just for taxes. The once most feared man in the U.S. went out with a bang by dying with the mental capacity of a 12-year-old. How about some karma for Big Bad Al? We now have three questions for our listeners. One, what was Al Capone known for? Two, why did Al Capone believe he didn't have to pay taxes? And three, what was the ruling of U.S. versus Sullivan? We hope that you have learned a lot about taxes today. Um, I definitely have learned that I need to go report my illegal activity. <laughs> Elena. <laughs> Dr. Inger. <laughs> but I definitely hope that y'all took away from this and will not do anything illegal like Mobster Al Capone. Thanks for listening. Bye.